Megillat Ruth chapter 2. We left off last time with Naomi and Ruth arriving in Bethlehem just in time for the barley harvest. They now face two serious problems. Short-term survival, they need food. And long-term survival, they need children, descendants, something to keep on their name, otherwise it will die out with them. Chapter 2 will resolve the crisis of food. Chapter 3 will resolve the crisis of progeny. And the solution to both of these issues is in one man who is introduced to us in this first pasuk. And Naomi had a relative of her husband, a man of strength and wealth from the family of Elimelech, and his name was Boaz. Boaz is introduced to us with the term Ish Gibor Chayel. This could mean a person with great material wealth. It could also be referring to someone with great military experience. For example, in the book of Shoftim, chapter 11, Yiftach, who protected Am Yisrael from an attack from Ammon, is referred to as a Gibor Chayel. It's not a coincidence that David HaMelech, in the 16th chapter of the book of Shemuel, one of the first things we find out about him is that he is also a Gibor Chayel. Many of the characteristics that we see from Boaz in this chapter and from Ruth in this chapter are embodied in David HaMelech. We learn about their great personalities, the way they speak, the way they treat other people, and we find these same qualities in David HaMelech. In the next two Pesukim, Ruth takes initiative. Ruth the Moabite says to Naomi, I will go on the field and I will gather from the stocks after him in whose eyes I will find favor. And she says to her, go my daughter. So Ruth gathers in the field behind the harvesters and a chance encounter occurs. The field that she goes to happens to be that of Boaz, who is a relative of Elimelech. Ruth and Naomi are very poor. But fortunately for them, the Torah takes care of the poor, the destitute, and those who are weak. With many forms of tzedakah that would occur in the field. If the reapers of the field, for example, will drop, drop one or two stalks of wheat or barley, then the poor people had the right to come and pick those up and take it for themselves. This was the mitzvah of Leket, which is described in these two pesukim. Ruth doesn't even suggest to her mother-in-law that she come along with her to gather this Leket, because Naomi was a very wealthy individual at the time, and she was a prominent person. For her to come now and beg like a poor person would be extremely embarrassing for her. So Ruth takes it upon herself. From her perspective, it was a chance encounter that she ends up in the field of Boaz. But as the Malbim explains, God's hashkacha very often will manifest through random details that no one else has control over. Boaz, who is the hero of the chapter, comes onto the scene in Pasuk Dalet. Boaz ba mi Boaz comes to Bethlehem and he says to his reapers, God be with you. And they say to him, may God bless you. We learn a tremendous amount of Boaz's character from this one pasuk. First of all, Boaz doesn't go to his high up workers and address them. 
Rather, he goes to his lowly workers, the reapers, those who are working in the field, and addresses them directly with dignity and blesses them in the name of God. So we see, first of all, that Boaz has extreme respect even for the lowliest person, which is a quality that we see in David HaMelech as well. V'chol Yisrael ohevet David. And all of Israel and Yehuda, they love David. Why? Ki hu David HaMelech was a people person. He was able to relate to the common man as we see Boaz is able to do over here. The second thing we learn about Boaz is Shem Hashem Shagur Befiv. God's name is on Boaz's lips. This pasuk is a proof text for Mishnah in Berachot, chapter 9. The rabbis instituted a takana that when a person greets another, he should do so with God's name. And if you ask, why don't we do this today? Harambam and that Mishnah comments that we do this every single day. In Hebrew, we don't have a term hi or bye when we greet someone. Rather, we use the term shalom. Shalom doesn't mean hello. Shalom, according to the Gemara in Shabbat, is one of God's names. And we actually say shalom in order to perform this takana of greeting an individual with God's name, shalom, just like Boaz did in our Pasuk. From the moment Ruth arrived in Bethlehem, no one has spoken to her, addressed her, even acknowledged her existence. In Pasuke, we see that Boaz is different. Now Boaz shifts his discussion from the reapers to the overseer of the reapers. And he asks him, who is or to whom is this young woman? Why does Ruth catch Boaz's attention? According to Eben Ezra, Ruth looked different. Either through her dress or through her skin color, she looked like a foreigner. According to Rashi and the Gemara, Ruth's actions and extreme modesty is what caught Boaz's attention. Instead of bending over to pick up the different pieces of wheat or barley, she would sit down and then get back up. Either way, she catches Boaz's eye. And in Pasuk Vav, we see that the overseer of Boaz doesn't even really know her name. So the overseer of Boaz's field responds back to him and says that she is a Moabite woman who returned with Naomi from the fields of Moab. The overseer then relates to Boaz what Ruth apparently told him. Ruth had said that she would gather from the sheaves behind the reapers and she was there from the morning all the way until now and she only went back into the house for a little bit. From here we see that Ruth was very hard working. She didn't waste time or stand idly by. She took advantage of every opportunity to work hard into the field to gather food for her and for her mother-in-law Naomi. In Pasuchet, Boaz addresses Ruth directly. Pay attention to how she's referred. This is the first time since her arrival in Bethlehem that she's just referred to as Ruth without the modifying Moabite. Boaz treats her with respect, with dignity. She do he doesn't consider her an outsider, someone different in other. Boaz says to Ruth, Have you not heard, my daughter? Do not go and gather in another field, and don't pass from here. Also, you should cleave to my young women reapers. 
He gives her two instructions. First, he says, don't go to another field. He wants her to stay and to gather from this field. Also, he tells her to stick with the other women who are reaping in the field and to not specifically to stay with the men. This is important as we're going to see later on. He repeats that she should gather behind the young women. And he says and adds that he commanded the other men of the field not to touch her. And also adds that if she ever gets thirsty, she should go to the vessels and she should drink from whatever water was drawn by the men. It's possible that there was some kind of a danger or concern that these men would abuse or harass or maybe even find interest in Ruth. And Boaz tells her to stay away from these men and he commanded them not to touch her and that she should stay with the women. For the first time, someone is nice to Ruth and she expresses gratitude for this. Pasuk Yod, she falls on her face, she bows down and she says to him, why have, you found, why have I found favor in your eyes that you would even recognize me? I'm just a stranger. Ruth's question is actually a very good question. Why does Boaz act so kindly to her? Pasuk Yod Aleph may have the answer to that question. Boaz says to Ruth that he had heard everything that she had done for her mother-in-law after the death of her husband, that she left her father's home, her mother, her homeland, and she went to this nation which she's not familiar with neither yesterday or the day before. The townspeople, they know about Naomi, they know about Ruth, they heard the story and it was gossip in the town. But Boaz is the one that pays attention to the details. He recognizes the kindness that is inside Ruth. His description of Ruth's actions are similar to the command that God gives to Abraham. For this, Boaz blesses Ruth. The people may not recognize Ruth's incredible character, so Boaz tells her that God does recognize it. God will repay you for your deeds. He will reward you completely, the God of Israel under whose wings you have come to get protection. It seems that here Boaz is referring to Ruth's conversion or entrance into the nation of Israel. She's extremely grateful and talks emotionally in the next Pasuk. She says, I have found favor in your eyes, my master. You have comforted me and you have spoken to the heart of your maidservant. And I can't even be likened to one of your maidservants. It's possible from here that we see that Ruth has some sort of an inferiority complex. She considers herself an outsider. She's not yet comfortable and she expresses so to Boaz. Boaz understands this and he takes his kindness a step further in the next pasuk. He not only takes care of her nourishment, he also takes care of her social status. Boaz tells Ruth that when it comes time to eat, she should draw near, sit with the reapers, have some bread and dip it in vinegar, which is supposed to cool her down. 
and he grasps some roasted grain, gives it to her, she eats, she becomes satiated, and she even leaves some over. By seeding root with the reapers, he's elevating her social status. She's not just a poor person gleaning in the fields, she's someone of significance, she's sitting at a big table. The word used for Boaz grasping food and giving it to root is vaitzpot. This word is a habax legomena, which is the only time in the entire Tanakh this word appears. We see that Ruth leaves some of her food over. We'll find out in a few pesukim what she does with this, another testimony to her great character. In Pasuk Tervav, she gets back to work, but now things are a little bit different. V'atakom l'laket, v'isav boaz et ne'arav lemor, gam ben ha'omarim t'laket velo t'chalimua, v'gam shol t'sholulah min ha'sevatim, v'azavtem, she gets up to gather, but Boaz this time commanded his young men to allow her to gather from the bundles and not to humiliate her. Ruth may not have been familiar with all the detailed halachot regarding leket and shichicha. Shichicha is when the reapers forget a full bundle of wheat or barley in the field. If they had completely forgotten it, then the poor people can come and take it. It's possible that Ruth was gathering these bundles even if it wasn't forgotten. So that's why Boaz is telling them, don't humiliate her just because she doesn't know the rules. Let her take the bundles of wheat. He similarly instructs them that they should purposely forget or leave different pieces of wheat and barley on the floor so that she can come and gather them and not to rebuke her for doing whatever she's doing. This word over here, sevatim, which means small bundles of wheat or barley, is also a habax and It's the only time it appears in all of Tanakh, but is used in the Mishnah. Pasuk Yodzain, Vatelaket Basade Ad Haarev, Vatahpot Dasheliketa Vahi Keefa Seorim. Ruth is extremely successful in her day in the field. She's gathering all the way until the nighttime, and she takes what she gathers, and it happens to be an Efa of Seorim. How much is that? An Efa is 10 times the amount of an Omer. An Omer was what the Jewish people would gather in the, in the Midbar, the portion of man, for one person. So if one person would take an Omer, and an Efa is ten times that amount, then it seems that Ruth gathered a quantity sufficient for her and for Naomi to survive to eat for five days. Pasuk Yurchet, Vatisa vatavo ha'ir, vatere hamotah et asher liketa, vatose vatiten la et asher hotira misov'ah. She carries all of this to the city, and her mother-in-law sees everything that she gleaned, and she gives it out to her, everything that was left over from her meal. Look at the consideration that Ruth has for Naomi. While she's sitting at Boaz's table, she was thinking of Naomi, and she leaves food over to go so that Naomi could have something to eat that night. Obviously, Naomi is a little bit surprised at her daughter-in-law's success. Pasuk Yutet, Vatomela Hamota, Efolikatayom, the Anasit, Yimakirech Baruch, Vatagela Hamota, Et Asher Aseta Imo, Vatomeshem Haish Asher Asiti Imo Hayom Boaz. Her mother-in-law asks, Where have you gleaned? Where have you worked? Whoever recognized you should be blessed. And Ruth tells her mother-in-law everything that had happened, and that the name of the man was Boaz. Naomi gets very excited from this news. She declares that this man, Boaz, should be blessed by God. 
The next phrase is a little bit confusing as to who it's referring to. Asher lo azav hasdo et hachayim ve'et hametim, who has not forgotten or withheld his chesed to the living and to the dead. This could be referring equally to either Boaz, that he has shown kindness to the living them and to the dead, or it could be referring to God, God who has not withheld his kindness to the living and to the dead. And Naomi informs Ruth, who seemingly was not aware of this, that Boaz was a potential Goel, a potential redeemer for them. Obviously the Chaim in this Pasuk are referring to Naomi and Ruth, that Hesed was done to them. Who are the Metin that Hesed was done to them in this Pasuk? We had a similar question in chapter 1, when Naomi blesses Ruth and Orpah for doing Hesed to the Metin. There we suggested that the Metim over there were Machlon and Chilion, that they did Chesed to them, they took care of the burial process for them. And this is really Chesed Shel Emet. To do kindness to a dead person is complete Chesed. You don't expect anything back. There are no ulterior motives. They can't return the favor to you. Over here, the Chesed that Boaz is doing to the Metim is in Naomi's mind. Naomi sees a potential Shiduch here that Ruth could marry Boaz. If Ruth marries Boaz and they have children, then those children will be named after, uh, figuratively, the dead people, Machon and Chilion, and that would be the Chesed to the Metim that is referred to over here. But Boaz isn't referred to as the Redeemer, rather as a Redeemer, Migo Aleinuhu. That's because, as we're going to see later on, there is another Redeemer who takes preference over Boaz. This term, Redeemer, reminds us of Yibum, a mitzvah from the Torah, but it's not exactly Yibum. Yibum is performed by the brother of a deceased person who doesn't have any children. Over here, we don't have a brother of Machon and Chilion that are alive, but there was a custom, not a mitzvah at that time, which Haramban refers to in Bereshit and over, also over here, that if there was a close relative, even if he wasn't the brother, they would customarily take care of the women that were uh, left alone and provide for them children and food and sustenance. While Naomi is thinking of the big picture, the potential option of having children in this family, Ruth seems to be more focused on the day-to-day -day necessities. Pasuk Kaf Aleph, Atomer Ruth HaMoaviyah, Gam ki amar elai im hanearim asheli tidbakin, ad im kilu et kol hakasir asher li. Ruth continues to tell Naomi that Boaz had instructed her to stay and to cleave with the men of the field, until they finish the uh, time period of the katsir, of the harvesting. Over here she's called again Ruth HaMoaviyah, maybe because she doesn't even consider herself an option to be married by Boaz, something that Naomi seriously is considering. She also misunderstood Boaz's original instruction. Boaz told her to stay with the women of the field, but she tells Naomi that he told her to stay with the men of the field. In the next pasuk, Naomi corrects her. And Naomi tells Ruth, her daughter-in-law, Very good, my daughter. When you go out with the maidens, with the women in the field, And you shouldn't be molested or harmed in another field. Meaning you should continue to go to the field of Boaz and do as he instructed. In this last pasuk, we see that Ruth listens to Naomi, but she's also very faithful to her. And she goes and cleaves with the maidens of Boaz in the field. Ad kelot ketzir haseorim. Until the end of the period of the seorim. Uktzirah hitim. And the period of 
harvesting the wheat. This is approximately between Pesach and Shavuot, several months. Vateshev et Hamuta. Throughout these months that she's in the field, she never forgets about her mother-in-law. She splits everything that she has with Naomi, even though Naomi isn't doing the work, she's faithful to Naomi and everything that she had done for her. Last chapter was one of despair and destruction and death. This chapter, there's a tremendous amount of hope that enters the lives of Naomi and Ruth, which only gets better in the following chapter.